0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Talk Podcast. I can't believe it, it's episode 3 and it's only been a week since the last podcast that I did but it feels like a lifetime, I won't lie to you it could be because we've had the first Formula 1 race of the 2023 season I'm not going to do race reviews at least I don't think I'm going to do race reviews here on the podcast because firstly, every single F1 podcast does a race review and how many times can you talk about the fact that Max Verstappen is an absolute machine and Fernando Alonso was the driver of the race like, I don't know There are certain elements from the weekend that I've seen that I'd like to talk about maybe at a later date. But uh, generally, I don't think race reviews are going to be like having a home on this podcast. So sorry to let you down if you're looking forward to that. Today, and the theme of today's episode, is International Women's Day. Now, hopefully I can be efficient and get this out tonight because I'm currently recording this at 6pm on like a grotty Wednesday evening. But I'm hoping to chop this podcast up and get it out tonight. I've been spending the day, writing about being a woman in motorsport and you know I'm getting tagged in things on Twitter and in Instagram and stuff but realistically I do not think about it in my day-to-day life I am just a motorsport fan and I'm doing a job that I love but there's not really any moments where I'm like oh yes I am a woman and I am doing this job like it just for me I never even think twice about it but it's still nice to be appreciated right my day actually today has been really cool I spoke to Nikki Shields this morning for those of you that might not be aware of who Nikki is she is an amazing presenter one of the lead presenters on the Formula E coverage she's been there since day one and got background in science and she's like one a super clever clogs but two just a brilliant presenter and also somebody who I have a lot of time and respect for because as well as being fantastic at her job she's also somebody who's documented her journey as a working mum and although I know that quite a lot of you guys listening are men it is something that as a woman I have thought about although I'm only 27 and I still have a long time ahead of me to decide if I want to start a family or whatever it's nice to know that people like Nikki are around um, and I'm fortunate enough to call a friend but also yes, see her document her honest takes on traveling and being away from her kids but like just knowing that she can do it and it's all okay you know So as well as speaking to Nikki, um, turning that around for a feature which should be available on formulae.com if you wanna go and check that out. I also had my own feature on Formula E, which is crazy. And that's been shared on their socials and it's on their website. And I feel super honored to have been asked to contribute on International Women's Day to talk about my journey in Formula E and how I got to where I am today. I still stand by the fact that without Formula E, I wouldn't be here i literally don't know if i'd be working in motorsport anymore you can go and read the piece but basically without formula e and learning the do's and the don'ts and what to say and where to be and how to present yourself in certain situations and learning all that stuff because bearing in mind i didn't go to university like any experience that i got learning how to be a quote-unquote motorsport journalist i learned through my own mistakes and learning from the people that i surrounded myself by and all that kind of stuff and i did a lot of learning in that Formula E paddock so now to be working for the championship you know writing articles and features for their website representing them when I go and visit races later this year it is crazy to sort of have a look back to my first experience of being accredited which was the 2017 Monaco Ypres. Um I attended the 2015 event which was the first Monaco Prix from the season one all that kind of stuff but my first official event as accredited media at race was was 2017 Monaco I mean what a one to pick right and I can remember being sat in the media centre with my friend Rob Watts who's also a journalist and the media pen which is where all the drivers gather together and you can approach them ask some questions about the weekend coming up all that kind of stuff I was so scared to go down to the media pen that I missed it and I literally had like a breakdown complete lack of confidence I was overthinking potentially everything I was like what if I get up there and like I forget my questions even though I was going to go down with a notebook with all my questions literally written in front of me I was like what if something happens and I can't speak or I ask a driver a question and they say what the hell why did you ask me that these things are not going to happen these drivers in media train they're also in all of them are really nice and polite and would be able to understand that it's like my first time doing it like that kind of thing but I just got myself into such a spiral and uh, like I say miss this media pen event um, and my friend Rob was so supportive and gave me this pep talk and then after the race I picked up the courage to go down to this uh, media pen and speak to the drivers and actually it wasn't as bad as I was expecting and now fast forward a few years media pens are my favorite thing like I get such an adrenaline rush from going into a media pen with no questions prep which like if old me could have seen me now they wouldn't recognize me like it's insane and And like I say, Formula E has been sort of that backbone, I guess, for my motorsport journalism journey. And um, anyway, I wrote about it for the website. You can go and check it out. It's just FIAformulae.com. But yeah, that was like a really cool thing to, to do today on International Women's Day. One thing about International Women's Day is that I remember when I was first sort of making a name for myself within the F1 community on something like Twitter. I remember doing tweets for people. In fact, let me see if I can pull up my phone and find any of them. Okay, I can't find any examples. But when I was using Twitter, you know, I would say, Happy International Women's Day, or like, Shout out to the women that inspire me in Formula One. And the list that I would put together although they were incredible women was maybe quite a short list people that come to mind that I've loved and admired for so long are like Ruth Buscombe for example or people in the pit lane like Jenny Gow or Natalie Pinkham but since then and part of that is that I have now got to know more people because I'm actually in those paddocks and I'm in those circles if you like without sounding too arrogant but also because there are just more women that are coming into motorsport is that yeah you used to be able to fit hashtag international women's day and like all of the women that i loved and admired into one tweet and now i don't think there'd be enough characters in 20 tweets to get me to shout out all of the women that i am super inspired by i mean at the end of the day like i'm still a huge motorsport fan right and i'm gonna geek out with you a little bit here because i have have some women that follow me on my social media, and I still can't believe it. Like it's insane. When I shared about this podcast, Small Talk, I got like a reply from Natalie Pinkham, who I just think's amazing. Same with Laura Winter, and I'm not I'm not gonna lie, this is maybe the one that I was like, I honestly I think I squealed when I saw that she followed me on Instagram, and I kind of don't I'm hoping that she's not listening to the podcast because this is super embarrassing. But Hannah Schmitz from Red Bull follows me on Instagram and she liked my post about small talk. And guys, like I was watching a GQ interview the other day with Max Verstappen and he hits the nail on the head when he just calls her a effing gem. Like, wow, what a woman, what an inspiration. I'm getting getting nerdy talking about it, but um, she's seriously, seriously so cool. It just blows my mind that these women that I put on such a pedestal engage with my content from time to time. Anyway, that's enough about that. Okay, so I put out on Instagram... Um, this is on, I've got a specific Small Talk Podcast Instagram, uh, which is just at Small Talk Podcast, it's a very original name I know, if you want to go and give that a follow I'll be honest, I haven't put much content on there yet, apart from one main feed post and a few stories, but uh, once I get some free time, I'm planning on creating a load of specific content for that page, go over there and give it a follow if you can Um, but I did a little Q&A box, I love to do those on Instagram, and I'm going to answer some of the questions that you Guys, have submitted for this podcast. I don't know whether to read out usernames. I probably should have asked this. So for now, I'm going to keep them anonymous. So sorry if you were hoping for a shout out, but I don't want to shout somebody out and then, you know, they wanted it to be kept secret. Anyway, I'm waffling. Let's go. One question I have got is, have you experienced any casual sexism or discrimination in the workplace? It's a difficult one because if I have, it may well have gone over my head. I haven't got any like really big examples of where, you know, somebody said, you can't work in F1, you should be in the kitchen or anything as old fashioned as that. I have experienced some casual sexism from... People that maybe don't work in motorsport but are representing it in somehow. I've got two examples that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. Okay, and both of them involve pink cars. Okay, the first one was a few years ago at the Autosport International Show, which is like a big event put on in the UK. Here, it's in Birmingham at the NEC, which is a massive arena. And Autosport, the magazine, organise all of these stalls. You can go there, and they've got like sometimes the old F1 cars or current F1 cars at they're only show cars or whatever, but they're on display and it's normally a great chance to go up, meet up with people that you haven't seen for the whole year and in the evenings we'd all used to go to like the local spoons or the local pubs and all have a drink together and catch up and it was lovely. But anyway... I was at this event and like I say there's a section where all 10 teams normally had some kind of show car on display. Anyway I walk up to them and I'm like in amazement because one thing that I will never get over are the size of Formula One cars. Like I know obviously it's got to fit a person in them and it's got to fit all the other components like the power units and all the electronics in the back and you've got the tyres that are massive and like there's a lot of elements to a Formula One car like I'm not stupid but sometimes Sometimes when you stand next to them you're like oh yeah this completely puts it into perspective but anyway I was looking at these F1 cars and then a security guard basically comes over to me and he's like the pink one is over there in reference to the racing point and whenever I get comments like that which like I say fortunately is not very often I don't know how to react so I was just like oh okay uh, thanks and then sort of like wandered over there <laughs> thinking I don't know like what else to do but that wasn't too great and then a few years before that I was at uh, the Goodwood Festival of Speed And they have a section there called Future Labs, I think it is, and it's basically like futuristic technology and machines that will be hopefully, you know, rolled out in the next few years or decades or whatever. And there was this contraption machine that was there, and it was basically like a hybrid of car and helicopter. Anyway, I was talking to this guy there, and he was like a PR or communications person for this whatever the hell it was and um we got talking and he then dropped into conversation because this design it was like all black it was very sleek and he just said yeah um you'll be glad to know it comes in pink and once again like awkward me was like oh okay and then he said yeah and you know if you wanted to it could even be sparkly pink with diamantes and i was thinking okay well i quite just like the black design to be honest that's really nice and then um after i still continued the conversation for some reason and then I said to him oh do you have a card or something like a business card that I could use or take and he gave me his business card and then I gave mine back to him and he was like oh you're a a motorsport journalist and at that point I like to think he was thinking you know oh I don't know if I can swear on this but oh no basically and yeah it was quite funny watching him wish that the whole of Goodwood would swallow him up because he was very embarrassed. Apart from that and uh, there was a photographer once that was taking pictures of me interviewing Mark Weber, which for me at the time was like a huge moment. And as it would turn out, was like the only I was the only person that got to speak to Mark Weber at this point Formula E pre-season testing and it was like a huge scoop and this photographer was taking these pictures and I was thinking oh my gosh like great this can be my new Twitter picture me interviewing like an ex-F1 driver and I think he'd only just retired from Formula One as well and then um, went and spoke to him afterwards and was like oh did you get the pictures like I can't wait to show them to my friends and put them online and he was like oh no you would have hated it your hair looked bad and I remember being like what the hell like I don't care what my hair looks like it's bloody Mark Webber apart from silly little comments like that I haven't experienced anything too catastrophic which I'm very thankful for I've clearly surrounded myself with a really good group of men and women so I don't come into conversations like that too often and plus just don't look at the internet we don't include the internet in this because half of the internet are an absolute dream the other half not worth my time Another question which I actually really like is would you rather see a female driver or a female team principal in F1? This is a really good one because we've had female team principals more recently than we have female F1 drivers. Monisha Coltonborn, who was in charge of Sauber is like a super interesting person and I you know if you're maybe a newer Formula 1 fan I would really recommend checking her out because she was very cool and a real pioneer um, when she took on that role. Obviously, uh, Claire Williams as well she was a deputy team principal and she's a bit more recent but I think I'm actually going to go for the team principal role over a driver um, yeah I think I am because hopefully somebody that is in that position of management might have a better chance to then develop and create more opportunity for women to get a chance to showcase their talents and maybe that will lead to more female Formula 1 drivers like, I guess but it's a very good question once again like, and I know this is a quite a common thing that people say especially around International Women's Day when so many women are being celebrated online is that I'm not of the opinion that a woman should just get a job over a man because she's a woman. A person should be in that job regardless of their gender if they are good at it. I mean, talking about all of this kind of stuff is always going to be a difficult tightrope to cross. I'm making up phrases here guys. This is clearly, I feel like I'm way out of my depth talking about this. But anyway I think I'm probably going to wrap up the podcast here because it just I just wanted it to be something short and sweet and also I still have to edit this and get this out tonight. But I have got some really interesting Uh, topics of discussion that I want to go through with you guys in future episodes over the next week or so. As ever, if you have any suggestions for things you want me to talk about, then let me know. You can find me on social media. I'm at Katie, which is K A T Y, um, Katie Motorsport on Instagram, or I'm at Katie Fairman on Twitter. Also, if you're enjoying the Small Talk podcast, which hopefully you are, if you've got this far through this episode, please be sure to leave me a five star review. You can leave a one star review if you want. Obviously, I don't encourage that, but any kind of engagement is amazing. And I had a look on Spotify the other day. I mean, there's a whole thing we can break down here, but there's like nearly 600 of you that have given it a five star review. I'm just a astounded thank you so much and yeah on the subject of spotify last week the small talk podcast managed to make it into p3 on the uk sports podcast charts guys we're in a freaking podium like i really can't stress enough how completely unexpected this uh, level of success for the podcast really is and i just appreciate and adore every single one of you that are listening and showing support for it like it really does mean the world to know that so many of you are willing to listen and care and all of that good stuff as you will notice there is a theme i'm rambling on which is not a good idea for a podcast because i could just sit and chat for like hours but anyway i love you all lots please don't forget to subscribe as well and all of that good stuff and i will see you hopefully sooner than a week's time for the next episode take care and happy international women's day